0: Good morning everybody, lovely to be with you. If you have your Bibles or phones, please turn to the last chapter in Luke's Gospel, which is 24, Luke 24. If you have one of these Bibles, you'll find that on page 1062, 1062. And as you're turning to the last chapter, can anyone tell me where Luke begins his Gospel? What place does Luke begin the Gospel in? Zechariah was there. Where was that? In the temple. That's right. Good memory. In the temple. And if you have a look at the last two verses of Luke's gospel, where does he end the gospel? In the temple. From temple to temple, in the beginning, it's Zechariah with a lack of faith. At the end, the disciples are there full of faith and joy and praising God because that is the journey of Luke's gospel. And maybe you're here and you don't believe in Jesus Christ. Well, I commend the gospel of Luke to you. Begin at the beginning, go all the way to the end, and maybe at the end you will be full of faith, praising God and full of joy. Okay, advertisers love to declare their products as new and improved but we have our doubts don't we of course the recent new and improved phone from Samsung the Note 7 certainly did have a new feature it had the fantastic ability to be able to burst into flames in your pocket not sure that was an improvement though despite their claims We're all wary of those who promise better. Jesus came and promised better. A better life, so new, he said it was was like being born again. And Jesus spoke of a kingdom that would be just, where everyone would be equal and equally valued and loved. And he demonstrated signs of that kingdom as we've seen as we've gone through Luke's gospel in the hungry being fed, the sick healed, demons cast out, sins forgiven, women being treated equally and with dignity and respect. And after all that, after three years, the disciples are putting their trust in Jesus. They've invested their hope. For better things in Jesus. They're looking to him and believing there is coming a new dawn. A new day. A better life. But in chapter 24 verse 17. 24 verse 17 which Ian looked at last week. We see two of these disciples and their faces are downcast. Why? Well Jesus is dead. Crucified and buried. They'd put their hope in him. And now their hope seemed to be buried along with Jesus. Chapter 24, verse 19. These two downcast disciples are saying Jesus was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. They're saying this at the end of the day. They thought that in Jesus they'd found a light. And now that light has been cruelly extinguished. The sun was setting. and They could only see night before them. The light was gone. And who doesn't hope for a better, brighter day? Many long for change, a new life. People long to be free from guilt that they carry around with them, from things done in the past that weighs them down, and oh, what they would give for a new day with forgiveness of sins. People long to be free from bad habits. They know they're bad, they know uh, they're like sins that just keep repeating themselves in their lives and dragging them down. And they long for a power to be free, to even be the people they want to be, free from sin. People long to have a sense of purpose and meaning in life. They long for justice for themselves and for other people as well. And we all long to be valued and loved unconditionally we may seek these things in money of course or maybe a lottery win that will bring me a new and better day in life put our hope in technology or materialism or various relationships or religion or drugs or forever seeking new exciting experiences to give meaning to our lives and many of these things can be valuable But do they really satisfy? Do they scratch where we itch? We're going to see a small part of the Alpha film that we showed last Wednesday and Thursday now. Thank you, Leslie.
1: And somehow I don't know how I managed it, but I managed to find a girlfriend. Okay, after about three weeks, that's something, there's got be more to life than this. And, And basically there was something missing. I was longing for more.
2: The actor Jim Carrey once said, I wish everyone could get rich and famous and have everything they've ever dreamed of, so they would know that's not the answer. Some people dream of having their name in lights, of fame and fortune. Some people dream of finding happiness through relationships, careers, money, whatever it may be. But... Do you ever get that niggly feeling that as good as those things are, there must be more to life?
1: Yeah, all too often, life just doesn't turn out the way we think it should. And even when it does and we achieve our wildest dreams, it's somehow never quite enough. It just doesn't satisfy. It's like there's something missing. The comedian and actor Russell Brand said, Drugs and alcohol are not my problem. Reality is my problem. Drugs and alcohol are my solution to fill up a hole inside me. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. In other words, I'm the one who fulfills the longing that's deep inside every human heart. Jesus claimed to be the one person who can satisfy that spiritual hunger.
2: Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of the rock group Queen, had amassed a huge fortune and attracted millions of fans. But he admitted in an interview shortly before his death, that he was desperately lonely. He said this, you can have everything in the world and still be the loneliest man and that's the most bitter type of loneliness. Success has brought me world idolization and millions of pounds but it's prevented me from having the one thing we all need, a loving, ongoing relationship.
1: Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. Ultimately, there's only one relationship that is totally loving and goes on forever and that's a relationship with God. And Jesus said, I am the way to that relationship.
0: Thank you. Luke 24, beginning at verse 36. Let's leave the last few paragraphs of Luke's gospel. Luke 24, verse 36. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among the disciples and said to them, "'Peace be with you.' "'They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. "'Jesus said to them, "'Why are you troubled? "'And why do doubts arise in your minds? "'Look at my hands and my feet. "'It is I myself. "'Touch me and see. "'A ghost does not have flesh or bones as you have, "'as you see I have.' "'When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet.' And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement he asked them Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish he took it and ate it in their presence He said to them This is what I told you while I was still with you Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures He told them This is what is written, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things and I'm going to send you what my father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out of the vicinity of Bethany, Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. Their hearts were downcast. And now we see their hearts are full of joy and their faces lifted up towards God in praise. The new day, the new dawn, the new life that Jesus promised has begun. And this new life in Jesus is characterised by five things. Five new things. The first is in verse 36. Can you see it? Peace. Peace. A new life of peace. Do you recall the angel's words to the shepherds at the birth of Jesus? Peace on earth. This is that peace. It comes from Jesus. Now we all know what it's like to be with someone where there's a bit of a tension in the air. Things are not quite right between us. Things are unresolved. Maybe things have been said or done that they shouldn't have been said or done. We sometimes say there's an elephant in the room. Perhaps it was that he said he would mow the lawn this afternoon. But then the rugby or football match came on. Or maybe she said, relax, we won't be late. It'll only take me a moment to get ready. Or perhaps your teenage son said that he would tidy his room. But that was before he realised that he absolutely had to have another 11 hours in bed. Of course, the tension and the unease between people might be the result of something far more serious than those things. And until there is a sorry, until there is a confession, until there is a repentance, until there is a giving of forgiveness, there can be no real peace there is a huge elephant in the world it's our sin our rebellion against God for we have all sinned against God broken his laws and in so doing broken his heart this is not a world at peace with God or itself and nor can it be Until that elephant, until our sin is named and dealt with. And Jesus came to deal with it. He came to make peace between a holy God and us sinful people. And on the cross, Jesus paid the price for our sins. That we might know forgiveness and be restored to a right relationship with God. Jesus is the go-between, the peacemaker. Now, because of Jesus, we need no longer hide from God, as Adam and Eve did in the garden when they let God down and they broke his laws, and God appeared, whoa, they had to hide from him, such was the guilt. But now, because of Jesus and the possibility of forgiveness, we can look God in the eye and see acceptance and love, unconditional love. A new dawn has come. A new day, a new life that's characterized by peace. Peace between us and God that leads on to a peace with ourselves and can reveal itself in peace with one another. Secondly, verse 45 shows us that this new life is also characterized by understanding. He opened their minds to the scripture. The Bible reveals who Jesus really is. And Jesus is the key to understanding life. If you want to know what God is like, who God is, you need to understand Jesus. For Jesus reveals God to us. If you want to know what our role is in creation, what place do we have? Jesus explains If we want to know who we are, what life is really about, Jesus is the key to that as well. A new peace, a new understanding in verse 48, this life gives us a new purpose. When you repent of your sins and put your faith in Jesus, you receive Jesus who is the light of the world and you become a light for the world. To show people Jesus. Jesus says there that you will be my witnesses. Whatever our age. Whatever our status. That is whether you're single or married. Or widowed or divorced. You are a witness for Jesus Christ. Whether you're rich or poor. Whether you're bright or not. Well educated or not. The disciples were mostly Uneducated people. Whether you're young or old, shy or outgoing, articulate or not. You have a new purpose in Christ. To make Christ known. That is your job. No matter what job you have or don't have, you always have the work of being a witness for Christ. In that sense, no Christian is ever unemployed. No Christian need ever be idol every Christian and every church is an ambassador for Christ an ambassador's job is not to say what they think but to listen to the ones who have sent them the king or the queen or the government and faithfully report what they are saying what the message is Jesus is our king and he gives us the message and it's there in verse 46 the Messiah will suffer And rise again from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name, beginning at Jerusalem. We have no other message. Jesus died for sins, he is alive, and he calls everybody to repent and believe in him. This new life of peace with God. Of understanding about life. Of new purpose. To be witnesses for Christ. And in verse 49 we see the fourth point. That this is a new life with a new power. I'm going to send to you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. This new life that we live has a new power that enables us. To live it. It is the person of the Holy Spirit, whom God sends to live within us. It's the Holy Spirit that brings us this new life in the first place. And it's the Holy Spirit who enables us then to live this new life in Christ. The Holy Spirit is a little bit like a car engine, in the sense it's not an optional extra. If you were fortunate enough to have a new car and you went to the garage, they would soon start talking to you about all the optional extras you can have and pay for. And if you said, well, I would like an engine in the car, they would think you were daft. That's not an optional extra. That's a a must, isn't it? Uh, You're not going to get anywhere without an engine. The Holy Spirit is not an optional extra. Without the Spirit... You cannot become a Christian. Without the Spirit, you cannot follow Christ. You cannot be a Christian. You cannot grow as a Christian. Without the Spirit, we get nowhere. The Spirit enables the Christian to walk with Christ. He transforms us into the likeness of Christ, to mature and be fruitful. The Spirit enables the Christian not only to walk with Christ, but to witness Christ he's the one who gives us the boldness and the wisdom and the love to talk about Jesus with others the spirit enables us to walk with Christ to witness for Christ and to worship God in Christ we worship in spirit and in truth the risen Lord brings in a new dawn A new day, a new life, characterized by peace with God, with ourselves, and with others. A life of understanding who Jesus is, who God is, who we are, what life is all about. It's a new life with purpose. We are witnesses for Christ. And it's a life that has a new power in the person of the Holy Spirit within enables us to witness for Christ to walk with him and to worship and finally fifthly this new life is a life that is characterised by joy again do you recall the words of the angels to the shepherds do not be afraid I bring you good news that will bring great joy for all the people Verse 52 and 53, the disciples praise God filled with a deep, deep joy. Not happiness, good though it is, you and I are well aware that happiness comes and goes and changes with the weather, doesn't it? Anything can make us happy or unhappy, um, depends on whether Man United win or lose. But the joy that God gives is not a happiness, it's something deeper and internal. It is a joy, a peace, that's not dependent on circumstances around us. For it's a peace and joy that wells up within from the Holy Spirit. It is a fruit of the Spirit. These praising, joyful disciples will soon find... As they become faithful witnesses that circumstances around them are painful. Soon Peter, who's there praising God full of joy, he will be arrested. You can read it in Acts chapter 5. He will be flogged. His back will be flayed open with metal tipped leather thongs. When you read Acts chapter 5, he returned to the disciples Full of joy. For the joy wells up from within. From the Holy Spirit. Soon Stephen who is here praising God. Will be stoned to death. Acts chapter 7. We see him looking up to heaven. Saying Father. Forgive them. For there is a peace. Even in the face of pain and death that wells up from within, from the Holy Spirit. And soon Paul will be converted and his friend Silas will be thrown into prison, having been beaten. And we will see them in their prison cell, just like they are here in verse 52 and verse 53, looking up to God, praising God and full of joy, for it comes from within. The crucified and risen Lord Jesus Christ lifts up the downcast and offers us all, you and I this morning, a new life. A life of peace with God, a life of understanding and purpose, a life that's given by the Spirit and enabled by the Spirit so that we can walk with Jesus witness to Jesus and worship in spirit and in truth. It's not an easy life, but it's a life that come what may, has a deep and abiding joy and peace that nothing can touch or destroy. A new dawn, a new day, a new life. Do those words sound familiar? Oh yes, Michael Bublé. He won't get the last word but we'll have a quick listen to this and we'll give the last word to Jesus. you like a new dawn, a new day, a new life, not just in a song, but by the Spirit in your heart. Jesus says, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And I have come that you may have life, life in all its fullness. Amen.